The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Right now, though, I want to remind people about an interview on the show yesterday. I spoke to one of our listeners, Linda, who got in touch uh, with me. Uh, she wanted to outline the need for better disability services and the impact that long waiting lists for services, vital services, psychology services, occupational therapy, speech and language therapy, physical therapy, physiotherapy, you name it, there are waiting lists right across the board and what impact those long waiting lists have on children and parents alike. But it wasn't the diagnosis that was the hard thing to deal with. It was the fact that there's no support, the constant fighting, and it's like another war to get what your child needs. And it's this constant fighting that you have to do because you're not just mommy and daddy. You're physiotherapist, you're speech and language therapist, you're an OT, you're a referee, you're a cook, you're everything. You know, but it's just the more pressure on you. It's physically and mentally draining yeah, that was uh, Linda speaking to me uh, on the show yesterday. You can listen back to that interview in its entirety. It's on the News Talk app. But Mary Siri Carney is a, a senator and she is with me now. Senator, I know you had to, you listened rather uh, to what Linda had to say yesterday. I mean, this is kind of a, a hard position to defend the government from, isn't it? Absolutely, Kieran, and and I suppose. Uh, I have been constantly using every opportunity I I have as a senator to raise the issue of the fact that there is almost a postcode lottery, depending on which CH you are in in the country, as to the level of services you're going to get. And and I suppose I would begin by saying there are two ministers involved in this area. One is Anne Rabbit as Minister for Disabilities and Josepha Madigan when it comes to special education. Both of them are working extremely hard. There is no lack of political will. There is no lack of money. But what there is, is a lack of services, a lack of staffing. And um, one of the the things that Linda, I know, is calling for is a review of the Disability Act, um, the 2005 Disability Act, because while it entitles you to assessment of needs, it doesn't guarantee you the services that are required on foot of that assessment of needs. And it's one of the things that I've called for myself, because as part of, uh, I mean, there's a number of initiatives going on across the Oireachtas at the moment, the the Josephus Department, Minister Madigan's Department, is newly created to ensure that we have the schooling, we have the classes and the places. We have the Autism Committee that's chaired by my colleague, Senator Michal Carrigy, mm. um, and, is lit- and is bringing in parents, bringing in practitioners, looking at practical solutions and, and their report. The Children's Committee recently, uh, of which I'm a member, recently um, published a report on the assessment of needs and what might be done to deliver the desperately needed services. And I'm part of an early intervention group tasked by, by the Taoiseach um, to look at those solutions and to assist in bringing forward. And some of them are... Uh, when we've looked at the research, you have OTs and, you know, occupational therapists, you have psychologists uh, working full time in the HSE, but maybe only spending 11 hours a week actually delivering therapy services for children. And that we've got to, the, the rest of the time they are either have an enormous administrative burden or yes. else they're doing assessment of needs. And that we've got to look at creative ways of changing that because also you have this terrible attrition from the, the community disability network teams of people leaving it because the working conditions are so incredibly hard. So we've got to look at supporting those staff with administrative staff to relieve that burden, using technology to relieve that burden, looking at perhaps 
the the last um cl- the last year of schooling for people uh, who are going to go in and be professionals in this area of mm. happening that that training happening on the job and on on and being supervised. So it is about looking at practical solutions. I know that that's what I spend most of my days in, in the Oireachtas looking mm. at and fighting for to and, say and- the HSE we've got to change the model because children are being left behind and not getting what they deserve. And when you say fighting for it, what, why is it a fight? I mean, who's resi- who's resisting that change? The, the resistance is in the the massive, I suppose, machine that is the HSE that has HR systems that are set up on panels that has new, you know, a, a, it is a a massive ship to turn. And and to be fair, when their people come in, and I I chaired the uh, children's committee when Paul Reed came in with a team and we dealt with this assessment of needs, and their HR people were talking about it maybe taking up to seven years for uh, for changes in how to make sure that you have the right professionals in the right place at the right time and then at the time uh, on top of that you have the coru delay in accrediting and ensuring that psychologists are uh, have that uh, certification psychotherapists are the same there is several uh, professions that that need to come through coru so that hsc could then maybe even outsource and that we could have a model similar to that of the uh, treatment purchase scheme where you just contract private you know private individuals yeah. to do the work and share the burden but but so uh, effectively you've got a, a huge administrative body within the HSE who have done things a certain way and are just reluctant to change how that is done. Is that fair? I'm not sure it's a reluctance. I'm, I think it is just, it is far too slow. And I mean, one of one of my my constant the the drum that I'm constantly beating is children are missing that that therapy window that they desperately need at particular critical stages in their development because there is this failure to have the right people in the right places. Only recently we had uh, Minister Donnelly in the in the Shannad, and in the in that context, I even raised that in Drimna, for instance, we've had a, a move of the uh, public health nurses mm-hmm. out of the service in Drimna over to Armagh Road in Crumlin and because there's such an extreme staff shortages why I keep coming back to like who's resistant to it is because I'm, I'm trying to understand I, I, I would imagine I would struggle to find anybody who's going to say oh no it's a good thing I, I've absolutely no problem whatsoever with children waiting years for an assessment of needs and then waiting years for any therapy afterwards so politicians across the board want this problem solved the parents of course want this problem solved the children themselves want it solved and I'd wager everybody within the HSC, if I sat down and spoke to every man and woman working there, would say they want the problem solved. So why? Why are we talking about it for years? And we well, can't just what? keep blaming systems, can we? We, we can't. We shouldn't be bringing in systems. What we need are, are actual solutions. And the solutions are to look at the education of, of therapists um, to try and perhaps look at can a part of, can we have triage? The origin, the, the system that brought about the, the high court case was that we had a triage of, a, of assessment of needs. So every child under the disability in the Epson Act is entitled to an assessment of needs. However, that's a very long process. Not every child needs that long process. So the ministers constantly say, you don't need the assessment of needs to go in and try and access the service. Because some things, if a child perhaps, there may be a child with a very low level need 
that need six weeks of speech and language therapy, once that's delivered and the parents are supported, that that may resolve and support the issues for that particular child. But then there are children with profound needs who are, are on long waiting lists and they're obliged to get these appalling letters that are, you know, telling you that you won't get your service for maybe up to 48 months. That isn't good enough. So, so I suppose we need to, to, if you have an occupational therapist who is uh, only delivering therapy for 11 hours a week, then that needs to be looked at. That needs to be mm. caught by the scruff of the neck, in my view. And the administrative done, let's look at where technology could support that um, in dictating reports, in someone else writing the board, having in a company administrator who can just do the reports. Okay. Then also triaging assessment of needs that perhaps lower level assessment needs could be done by someone at a technical level, you know, a technician yeah. level, something along those lines that we move to solutions very quickly and urgently. But yeah. I know that the Department of Further and Higher Education Minister Harris is involved in looking at the number of places, how we might look at solutions. L- and let me introduce Keith Enright, the CEO of ASD Ireland. Uh, Keith, um, I know you would have heard Linda on the show yesterday as well and ah, the point is her experience is is not unique it's par for the course isn't it you're quite correct there and it's it's not something I know I was listening to the senator there in relation to you know what they're trying to do and how they're trying to change the services this is not a new problem Kieran. this no. is a problem my son is 20 years old this year and I suppose I've been in this type of sector since he was four years old and it's been exactly the same all along. There's been no change to it. All it seems to be is that they, you know, put a little plaster on it, change the name of the organisation, change one little detail. But for families, it's actually not changing anything. It's making the system worse because they're spending their days fighting with services to try and get some support. And this is support that they should be, you know, this should be given to them willingly. You know, because it's it's saving in the long run. It's actually saving the government money but, uh, because it's keeping their children out of residential services, out of respite services, and giving them the the early intervention that they need. So, uh, Keith, as someone like who works day in day out in, in in this area, can you try and make sense of it for us as to why the problem persists for so long? Because, as I said, this isn't this isn't an issue that. You know, we could get two people in here to debate whether a child should have an assessment of needs within six months or whether a child who needs speech and language therapy should get it. Everyone is on the same, singing off the same hymn sheet in that regard, in terms of the need for it. As you say, for years we're talking about it. Yeah, this is is a long-term problem. And it's a systematic problem because, you know, they've gone from different organisations to, um, to, we'll say, the CDNTs, the Early Intervention Services, and it doesn't seem to improve as it goes along. It just stays the same. And unfortunately, the part or the organisation at the helm of it is the HSE. And it's the HSE that needs to change how they're doing it. So we have, what we have done is we set up ASD Ireland back in 2017 because so many kids, including my son, had no services. They had nothing to go to. So what we're doing is we're providing a, a service out, outside of the HSE. So we don't get any funding, we don't get any grants from the HSC or anything like that. Uh, not that we haven't applied for them. Mm. But what they need to do is, in, in our opinion, is they need to allow you know, services um, 
to prov- we'll say the, the Children's Disability Network teams to provide the assessments and they need another organisation to row in behind them and provide the actual therapies. The problem is that they're dependent on, you know, Section 38 companies or Section 39 companies to provide the entire service. Yeah. And there isn't a service in the world that works like that. No. You know, they have different organisations to provide different therapies. If they need, you know, social interaction groups, if they need speech and language, if they need, you know, they need to bring all these different organisations in together and say, right, okay, what can you provide? Okay, I can provide speech and language therapy. Okay, you provide that. And you make sure that every child that needs it gets it. Right. Well, and I, that's your role. And if you don't get it, if you don't do it, you don't get your funding. Well, I, I suspect, given how long this has persisted, this problem, we'll be talking about it again. Uh, Keith, thanks for taking the time. Keith Enright is the CEO of ASD Ireland. And before Keith, we spoke to Senator Mary Siri Carney. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.